0: Hello? Hello. hello 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 Hello. anybody there <laughs> no okay i guess i'll just hang up then <laughs> <laughs> hello
1: already?
2: i'm ready when you guys are you want me to bring it in yeah
0: this is your <clears> baby you <clears throat> just run all me. right I'll,
2: i will bring it in <clears throat> Take a quick drink here. Oh, diva. There we go. That's the way to bring in a show. Did they
0: deliver the the fresh cut flowers to your uh, your room along with your uh, (laughs) your your slightly chilled water? (laughs) All right, here we go. And now. It's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast.
2: Stop it! Oh, what's in the
1: box?
0: To the bins.
1: I got nowhere up to go. I got nowhere else go.
2: I got nothing else. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. My name is Scott Gardner, and joining me as always are my very good pals Producer Paul Spitaro. Hello. And Dr. Bill Robinson. Ha ha! Wee wee, Monsieur! <laughs> <laughs> and this time around, so this is a continuation of hopefully the last episode that we did. I, it's the last episode we recorded. <laughs> well, hopefully, this is the last show we're gonna do. Is that what you're saying? It's well, the last episode they're, they're- we'll do. I'm hoping that they're just back to back, but it will, we'll have, we'll just see how they, they end up coming out. But, um,
0: this is the one that makes the wives say you can't do that show no more. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) So a bit of setup on this one, um, for those that may not have heard, uh, last episode or the, the first part of this whole thing, or, uh, or maybe just forgot or whatever. So, um, a while back on our Facebook group for Back to the Bins, and by the way, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, seek us out. It's the Back to the Bins uh, on Facebook. Uh, join our group and uh, get some discussion going over there. We have lots of fun. We post lots of lots of pictures and that sort of thing. So it's a good way to to keep in touch with us. So anyway, um, I posted up a back cover scan to an issue of uh, Marvel Classics Comics. Uh, just because I like old house ads and stuff, and this was kind of a cool-looking image. And it, it spurred some discussion of uh, you know, maybe covering an issue of Marvel Classics Comics, uh, which we did last time around. And because of the interest that was shown in the image that I posted, uh, I had chosen Gulliver's Travels. So that's what we covered last time around. We covered uh, Marvel Classics Comics number six, I think it was, which was Gulliver's Travels. And you can listen to our our coverage of that last time. So, but in the discussion that we had on our Facebook group, um, I I threw out the idea that, you know, it might be fun just as kind of a compare and contrast to do that very staid version, uh, you know, of, of Gulliver's travels, the classic with something else that, uh, is sort of related to Gulliver's travels, but, uh, but as, as you'll hear is actually quite different as well. Now, this is something I'm, I'm going to profess my ignorance of this right out of the gate. I, I'm, I'm ignorant of where I even discovered this. I think I must've acquired this through like a torrent download. Cause years ago before, uh, Certain sites I discovered and stuff where you can literally go in and just download basically any comic you want, any time you want digitally. I used to acquire a lot of my digital comics from these massive torrents that people would put out. Scanners would, would post these torrent links and you would just download like masses of digital comics all at once. I'm thinking that's probably where I got this, but I really don't know for sure. It's just something I acquired, and I stumbled across it one day while I was just organizing my files. And it just kind of grabbed me in the sense of I was really taken with the art and um, the material, too, I guess. (laughs) I'll admit to it. So what this is, it actually goes by two different names. Now, the version that the three of us are looking at tonight is called Gulliveriana by Milo Manara, who is an Italian comic book artist. But this can also be found as Gullivera. So it actually has two different names. I don't know which one is like the official name. I'm assuming it's a it's a language thing because it has been translated into other languages. The language that we are looking at, the version that we are looking at tonight is actually in French. Now, to the best of my knowledge, none of the three of us speak French. I took a couple of years of French in high school. I don't really remember a lot except the bad words. So, uh, you know, this was, you know, this was really just a project for fun to go through this and see could we piece together the story from the visuals? and our very limited understanding of the french language and and would it be interesting would it be a compelling read what would we take away from it now also the thing to know about this is that milo minara his whole reputation is based on the fact of the the types of comics that he does that now the types of comics that he does is they're you know it's it's almost porn it's it's um, what would you, how would you describe it? Er, erotic soft, fiction, Soft. So, yeah, it's like. <laughs> well, I mean, it's some of it though. I I've seen some of his other stuff. Some of it is not soft at all. So this one, I would say, is soft because there's no there's no real sex. <laughs> in the book. They make
0: a pill for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there are other books that he has done that i mean it's right out there so, you know it's it's basically it's it's basically a porno you know as a comic this isn't quite like that although it is very graphic in what you do get out of it so we'll we'll, we'll discuss that as we go through um a word of warning I, I'm going to try my best to be clean with this, but because of the material, it may go a little blue. So this might not be an episode you necessarily want to have little ears around while you listen to it. Just just putting that out there, because it's yeah, going to be I hard will, to describe uh, some of the... <laughs> I,
0: I will edit out, or you know, I will do my best at least to edit out any uh, <laughs> any cursing that we might do. But just the same, I think this one is NSFW.
3: Okay. Right. Daddy, yes. I to
2: listen to your podcast <laughs> I wasn't talking so much about swearing necessarily. it's just you know how we're going to describe certain things. I'm not sure, sure how you can say them other than to just come right out and say it so well, we could use the clinical terms vagina <laughs> <nipples>. <laughs> there you go. um so, just the right. same
0: still probably not safe for work. So how or, we're for li- do this... or for young little ears,
2: right? Exactly. Rusticles. Um, so how we're going to do this is we're basically just going to start. There's I have nothing pre-written for this, so we're going through. And well, there's
0: there's really no reason to give a synopsis of Gulliver's Travels because we right. kind of did that in last week's episode. Exactly. Uh, so hopefully you've listened to that. If not, you might want to listen to that and then come back and listen to this. Uh, but we're Go ahead, you take it from there again, Scott. I'm sorry to have interrupted.
2: No, no, that's all right. That's fine. No, it's just we're gonna go through the book, Paul and I, um, describing what we see and what we think is happening, based on the images, based on our, our limited understanding of of the words, which again are in French. Now, and just to
0: be clear, I have no understanding of French. I mean, I know oh, okay. like I know like we. <laughs> and monsieur. Uh, but you know, I mean I have I have virtually no French knowledge.
2: Okay. Now Bill uh Bill is our ace in the hole on this episode because Bill actually born has in France
0: e- and, and grew up on the on the, the French French <laughs> quarter.
3: I'll have you know, I took nine weeks of French at one of the schools I went to in the ninth grade,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I spent an evening getting drunk in a lobby in a hotel in paris
0: my my biggest exposure is that i enjoyed the fries and the toast
2: mm. boy out with cheese uh uh so bill actually has uh an english translation of this and now the one you have is actually and it's in color. color it's yeah okay so the, the one that uh, Paul and I are looking at is in black and white as well, which I believe is how it was originally published. But again, I am no expert on this. I tried to do my homework on this one, and it was really tough. Um, I don't even know for sure what year it is. I think 95, but I've, I've seen conflicting information. I've seen 95. I've seen 96. And part of that is based on the fact that it's under different names depending on the language that it's published in. So I, I don't I don't even know when it was originally published but anyway so, here we go we're going to go so ahead we and we will go-
3: see so we will see how well Paul and Scott can deduce the story with lack of understanding of the language and I will grade them somewhat or or say no this <laughs> is what happened and also I have okay. color version which does kind of change some things that I did not pick up while first reading the black and white version oh, but okay. I will point that out when we
2: get to it. Okay. All right. So right away, I mean, the, the one of the reasons we're doing this is I really wanted to point out to the guys, to YouTube, uh, that I was struck by this guy's art. I, I think he's such an incredible artist that while I may not understand every nuance of the story, and obviously I don't understand every spoken word in the story, I, I still feel like I gleaned enough of it that I could follow the narrative. And that to me is an impressive feat by, by any artist when they can do such a good job artistically that you can just follow it just based on the visuals. And that that's what I was really struck with with the story. So I know on the surface of it, it seems like, oh, you know, he just got some spank book for us to look at. But really, it was about the art. I, I'm really taken with it. And I'm going
0: to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say, you know, as far as my own first impression on it, too, uh, I found, you know, I mean, the artwork, I think, is very, very well drawn. But there are an exceptional number of this girl, Gulliverina, whatever it is, Gulliveriana, uh, naked. Right. And I found it a little distracting and I did not find it to be erotic in my own way I mean it is but I I didn't find it to be like there there was there was no excitement to it as far as I was concerned uh and I I think I think it goes to like what a lot of people say about like and I don't mean to say this is porn but what they say about porn is that if people are naked all the time it's not exciting anymore right uh so I mean I I think there's an element before we got started you were
2: before we got started, you were you were mentioning about you know something reminded you of a Seinfeld episode. What you just said reminded me of the the Seinfeld episode where he talks about good naked and bad
0: naked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, to, is, uh... that is on the money. That's exactly the thought process that I have here. Is that there is like just it's just like there's too much of it for me. I don't find it to be. Right. You know, and I mean, I don't want to be sitting here saying, "Oh, I should get a comic book and, and get, be getting excited by it," just the same, either. Uh, but it's just, I don't know. Like, I, 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 feel like, I, to me, it just feels overdone. And that's I'm going to give you know, that's going to be my impression going through it. And I found it distracting as I went through it, and it made me less interested in in reading, you know, with the, read, reading the images. I got you. So you know, we'll we'll take it from there.
2: Now, this guy did uh, make a bit of a splash here not too long ago. If you remember, I'm trying to remember how long ago this was. I would say it, it's definitely within the past 10 years. Um, there were some covers that he did for Marvel, and one in particular was this one of Spider-Woman crouched down on the
0: – Oh, is the, that the
2: one with her the, butt back up in the air behind Yes. You? Oh, that everybody that was, freaked out about? Yes, that's ah. him. And it caused quite the stir um, because of that image is, you know, is kind of erotic to begin with. But then when people realized or maybe they knew ahead of time, I'm not sure who the artist was and what his rep was. I think that just added gas to the fire. Um, so, yeah. So if you if you, the listening audience, remember that whole thing, that's this artist. So we start out with this young woman, uh, she's in a a one piece bathing suit and she's sitting, uh, on this beach and looking out to like this sailing ship or, you know, just like a, like a yacht, like a sailing yacht that's sitting out in this cove. Uh, and it's a really nicely illustrated piece. I feel, you know, with the, with the seagulls flying over and like a, like a mossy, uh, like cliff around her and all that, you know, it's just like this, this cove, this beach somewhere. And there's a whole lot of thought balloons, which I have no idea really what she's, uh, what she's thinking to herself or whatever. Um, She's just kind of relaxing on one of those blow up inflatable rafts. Um, But eventually she picks it up and goes out into the water And she's laying on the raft, just kind of lazing around. And then for some reason, she strips naked. She takes her bathing suit off, and she's laying on the raft, just like completely nude, I I guess sunbathing. And at one point, she dozes off and falls into the water. And eventually, she swims out to the sailing vessel that she had seen earlier. And she climbs aboard the sailing vessel. Again, she's still completely nude and she goes in she explores around and um do you have anything to add here bill cuz there's well, a, i was so going to find a i was going to find
3: a place to stop you but so so let's uh keep going up until the storm starts and then we'll stop there and I'll backtrack
2: okay all right so She explores around the vessel and she walks down like into crew quarters or this possibly is the captain's quarters. I'm not sure. Now, something I didn't catch um, that I caught just on a quick flip through of the color version of this that I sent to you, the the English version, is that she takes down um, what I assumed was just like a like a tapestry or a fabric or something that was hanging uh, in the quarters and forges herself kind of a makeshift dress out of it. I didn't realize this because it's in black and white, but that's actually the, uh, what do you call that? The, um, the Union Jack. Union Jack. That's it. I was thinking Jolly Roger, and I knew that wasn't oh, right. Yeah. The, the, I did not the, know that. It, you yeah. won't notice you that You cannot tell color. that from
0: the black and white.
3: Yeah, you, you can tell. You it. could kind of in the one where she's like on the deck of the ship and it starts to rain, and she turns, and you could kind of see the things on the flag. But, yeah, I, I only spotted it when I looked at the color. I was like, oh, that's what her dress is made out
2: of. And okay, so yeah, much I, of a dress. Yeah I, yeah, I totally missed that in the in the black and white version. And, again, I haven't read the, the color English one that you have. I just kind of thumbed through it when I first downloaded it. Um, so, anyway, um, she ruts around in there, and she actually finds a copy of uh les voyages de gulliver which is gulliver's travels uh by jonathan swift sits down on the deck of the of the boat and she starts to read it and she's
3: reading it out loud so it's actually the panel where it shows the book the next one two three four is nothing but her reading the book
2: so she is that
0: that's kind that kind of is clear only because uh, after she finds the book, the next panel opens up with quotation marks. Yeah, right? so you know she's reading it at that point.
3: And then, and then the rain comes, and she
2: says, "Oh shit, a
0: storm!" <laughs> well, she, oh say, yeah, you know, you know what? That word right. I should have recognized.
2: Yeah, that I did. You know, every once in a while, there's not a whole lot of words. I, I mean, there's some here and there that I, I recognize, but that one jumped out to me where, where she said, "Oh, merde. oh un, un urage." I was like, "Oh shit!" And I'm I'm assuming she's saying a storm. Yeah. Is that what she said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: So let's let's pause here for a second. I'm going to backtrack. So she apparently looks to be a redhead. Okay. Uh, she's wearing I had white vision a, a blonde but okay it could be bl- it could be strawberry blonde it's kind of hard to tell um, okay. she's wearing a white bathing suit and the raft is uh, like a like a reddish orange color okay and she she decides uh, she has been seeing the the boat out there um, for over a week now and which she thinks is strange and then um, and, you know, she's like, well, I guess it probably belongs to some rich, drunken old fart who doesn't even use it. What's the point in having that if you don't enjoy it? If only the boat were mine. And then she's like, well, no worth getting worked up. I'll take the air mattress out in the water to do some nude sunbathing. So you were correct. Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> okay. So she goes out there and she's like, well, I think I'm far enough out so that, you know, the so-and-sos, the fishermen won't won't come by and see me naked and, and then go tell um, – my mom, that you know, we saw your daughter naked, and then she falls asleep, falls off, and falls in the water. Um, so then she swims up to the boat, asks around if anybody's there, anybody here, and then she's like looking in the teapot, and she's like, oh, whatever was in this it, it, it evaporated at least a hundred years. She's noticing how old everything is, and it says, oh, a well, union jack. Like, well, uh-oh. I can make a nice little dress out of this. And then, and then she finds the book. And then we're back up to speed. So really nothing, you know, it was it was the thing with the dress and just filling you in on some of the colors of the of the backgrounds and why she was going out there just, you know, to do some nude sunbathing and such.
2: Okay, so it's it's worth pointing out, I feel, that as she does all this, yes, she has fashioned herself clothes, but it's very skimpy. It's basically just she's draped a flag over herself and made, like, a tunic out of it with a very, very short uh, miniskirt type of thing. But she's nude underneath, so, like, when the storm blows up, you know, you're still seeing her her bear behind and stuff like that. So, you know, little titillation factor all throughout. Um, I really like, the pages aren't numbered, unfortunately, but in the scan, it's page 10, the, uh, the page of the storm. Uh, just kind of the boat you know cresting a wave and just you know the the intense rain and the and the clouds and everything in black and white. that's that's a really stunning image. It looks great. Um, eventually the ship uh, beaches and the storm subsides and somehow or other she is dumped uh, onto the beach. And the first image we have of her is, uh, she's barely clothed at all. The the dress that she has made is now ridden way up on her. Now she's laying face down on the beach. So basically from the waist down, she's nude uh, laying face down on the beach. Eventually she flips over. Um, she's, I don't know, dreaming or thinking or something to herself, but I, I have no idea what, what the thoughts are. as She's doing all this. Um, you turn the... So page I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, there's...
0: just I'm going to jump in, I'm assuming that she's feeling something about like the Lilliputians kind of tying her down. Okay, yeah, I wonder if yeah, that's well, what gonna... those like. balloons are.
3: When she's flipped over, she says, I'm alive, I can feel the warmth of the sun. Well, she's thinking, in the sand, and she's like, but so, so, something is strange though, my head is heavy, so heavy I can't lift it, I'm immobilized as if I were paralyzed, I can't even move a finger. And then when you go to the next page... Not quite what I
0: expected, but okay.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And the next page, which uh, if you want to give the description, then I'll tell you what she's saying.
2: Okay, so the next page is one of the most... um, I'm just going to use the word erotic. I'm not sure if that's really right. But it's one of the most graphic... um,
0: I think that's the best word for it. I guess
2: if you're in the bottom. Graphic depictions in the whole book. She is... Uh, in classic Gulliver's Travels uh, style. I mean, most people, if you if you ask them anything about Gulliver, if they know anything about Gulliver's Travels, it's the part where the giant is uh, is strapped down on the beach by the by the tiny people, the little putians, and that's exactly what we have here. The difference is that, of course, she's a female. The the really big difference here is that. Um, one of her breasts is exposed the other one's kind of sort of visible through her clothes but one of them is flat out and then her female genitalia is wide open for you it's right there and it's you've got the crap. one guy one guy squatting it's, down kind of yes, looking
3: I there's love another that guy one. pointing and there's like two soldiers kind of looking le- leaning in I mean they're they're in their standards they're about 15 to 30. 20 feet back, but yeah, they're just
0: kind of like,
3: Oh, look at that! Holy
0: crap! I <laughs> and, would say they are each about the size of like her index finger.
3: Okay, yeah. let's just put it this way: they could they could walk in if they wanted to.
0: Yes, yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: Not that that happens in this uh-huh. book. Thank God.
2: <laughs> so, um, um so
3: although yeah, something they else, are,
0: they are getting an eye Yes.
3: Yeah. So, and she's saying as she's.
0: Where no man has gone before.
3: <laughs> <It> says, <laughs> I can feel something crawling on my legs. Crabs, perhaps?
0: Really? Different kind of crabs.
2: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> the next, the next page is a riot. It's one of the few. Uh, it's one of the few images of her though that I don't like. Is so. Yeah, it's not. It's. I don't know if he didn't finish drawing her nose, or yeah, it just, it looks. Yeah, she looks really weird, but of course well, she's frightened. She wakes if you look up at and anybody, she
3: anybody as they as they lean and like look up over their body. They don't look very attractive anyway. Right. I that's mean, especially, true. you know, especially if their head's being held down and they're craning to lift their neck. So what do you think the uh so the little guy that runs I'd say that's you, Scott, cuz
2: he says, "Holy shit." <laughs> i wondered what he was saying because in french it says ah putain and i'm like i don't know what that means so <laughs> that's funny so that's holy shit huh? all right that's awesome so she flips out and she's writhing and struggling now she has you know again she's been tied down Um, through the use of a lot of different lines, you know, just individual lines all up and down her arms, all up and down her legs, and then her hair, the strands of her hair, and she's got a pretty good length of hair. Um, They've all been, like, different strands have been nailed down like a circus tent type of thing. So she's, you know, she's really strapped down, but she's struggling, and she's fighting, and she's trying to, to break out of it. Now, she bucks, so she straightens out at the hips and is raising herself in the air, which just exaggerates the fact that, you know, she's nude from the waist down. So basically she's got, you know, her butt and her, and her, you know, pubic area up in the air through all these different things. So again, I, I, I guess it's supposed to be for a, uh, you know, for an erotic uh, titillation factor to the reader or whatever, but uh, you know, she's struggling and then they begin to fire arrows at her and i think she's saying she's either saying stop it or she's saying ow i'm not sure here maybe a little bit of both
3: yeah she is it's it's ow you know stop stop because they're saying keep firing until she stops moving and then she's uh, and then when she's protecting her pelvic region with her hands she's like okay i won't move anymore but please stop i'll stay still
2: oh okay yeah so eventually she she settles down she, she lays down flat and they start bringing in um, casks of you know something to drink they they bring a lot of food and everything and uh, she drinks she eats and eventually, falls back asleep but now i'm wondering based on the original story of Gulliver, if they did something to her did they did they, drug they gave her wine yep.
0: and,
3: and
2: they got said her
1: did,
2: drunk. when the one
3: guy whispers to the other guy he says did you put enough potion in the wine ah uh, okay so okay. And she, yeah, i wondered and what
2: they were commenting on to each other
3: and then she, uh when she first stops moving she says take these damn pins out of me don't you realize you could have taken out one of my eyes
2: <laughs> that's what you're worried about. So, after Good. she is zonked out, they come in with this massive team of, uh, I, I guess they're oxen, oxen or something, yeah. and, uh, and this giant platform with wheels. And uh, basically, an army of Lilliputians manages to roll her up onto the platform and they actually parade her right into town you know as she lays unconscious on this platform again from the waist down she is still completely nude so you've got you know this this graphically um you know it's a graphic illustration of this nude woman (laughs) being hauled into town and uh and they don't shy away from it i mean there's there's a point here where uh you know, we're getting a, a straight up the crotch shot, essentially, of her on the uh, on the platform being drugged into town. There's a guy that's running right past between her legs. And, you know, it's a pretty graphic illustration. There's two
0: children playing in her pubic.
2: <laughs> yes. And yeah, that one cracks me up, because even though I don't understand what the mother is saying, I can just interpret that she's saying, you kids get out of there. So you would be correct. Get out of there right now. You two. The lady monster is awake. so eventually they uh they get into Lilliput and she is introduced to who i guess is royalty or some sort of prime minister or something it's the king okay and then there's quite a bit of dialogue uh, of which i don't i don't know what it is i but again based just on the original story i'm assuming that You know, she's welcomed to the kingdom that that they're taken with her or something. And (laughs) there's a parade um, through the center of town. And this is the only part of this whole thing that I can't follow and I don't understand is that, okay, so she's a giantess. She's she's new. Now, she is dressed. She has pulled her dress down. But when they march through the streets and, and underneath her, she actually like spreads her legs as wide as she possibly can which makes this really weird and and awkward because now she is flashing them everything as the the basically the the citizenry of the town march underneath her so it's just a really awkward visual of her you know, spread out and, and they're walking under her crotch. And I, I'm dying to know, Bill, what are these guys saying as they're going underneath there? Because I, I I see where he goes. The one guy's going uh, non, non, which is no, no, no. Something regardless. He's saying, no, no, don't look.
3: Well, let me back up first.
2: OK, so.
3: <laughs> when she meets the king, the king says, bend down so I can have a look at your so I can look you in the face. That's why she's laying on the ground talking to the king and then uh and then she and then he's like oh softly softly you're you're you know you're so loud you're gonna pierce my royal eardrums and then he says ah when i saw how enormous and beautiful you were it gave me an idea you'll be the symbol of my victory and what exactly do you have in mind your majesty my child you're god said today is the national holiday of the kingdom of Lib- you with the most extraordinary triumphal arch ever imagined <laughs> my army will march through your spread legs as you stand proudly, what a parade it will be. And she's like, Well, I gladly do it, but my but my clothing is a little too revealing if I stand with my legs spread and people see me from underneath, I'm afraid I won't be only I I won't be the only one standing proud. Quote <laughs> Don't you worry, Lassie, I'll order my soldiers not to look up and if they do I'll have their eyes plucked out as punishment. Come follow me to my city. So oh, good he's Lord. like so he says, Be very be careful, be very careful, Lassie. Don't step on my subjects. That's where he's leading her through the town. And then uh, he's telling her to get in positions. Come on, spread those long legs, Lassie. My army is impatient to march under you. And then uh, he says, Come on now, don't be shy. Grab a hold of your ankles. And she says, Like this. Perfect, Lassie. Beat the drums, raise the flagpoles, and march. And then the guys that are marching through say, No, no, whatever you don't do, don't look up. They'll have your eyes out. And the other person says, I'll only peek with one, then I'll still have one left. How about that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right, that makes a little more sense of this, because, yeah, it's quite the visual, this part here. It's like, okay, why is she flashing them like that? So that's funny. So somebody uh, raises an alert and... She walks to the beach, strips off her uh, her outfit again, and wades out into the water, and she attacks what must be the, uh, I can't remember what the, the rival kingdom was or whatever, but the, the navy, essentially, of the rival kingdom of Lilliput. They just
3: call them pirates.
2: Oh, okay. She seizes all their ships and drags them back into uh, into the port of Lilliput, where uh, the people are cheering for her and everything um they at, at, i'm not sure if more time passes or what but uh in within a couple of panels she's got new clothes they got get her some they've made her some high heels they've made her a cute little uh little outfit a little dress and then what i'll stop right there if you want to fill in anything from
3: uh, no, no, it's pretty much she brings the fleet back in uh, so that they will have a fleet because one of the things they said, you know, we can never attack the pirates because our wood is not good for building ships. So she goes out, she scares all the pirates uh. and steals the ships and brings them in. And, yeah, they said uh, that they this uh, the uh, the tailors have worked on this beautiful, um, modest pe- piece of silk and made these shoes. Um, so they're like, oh, she's I. I wish I had a mirror. And then somebody says, "Giantess, a fire has just broke out in the queen's chambers. She'll burn to death if you don't save her. Come look." And then we get the so the skirt shot.
2: The, out, the outfit is cute and everything, but yeah, that's the thing: is this, the, the 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 skirt portion is almost like a tutu. It's so short that it's still not covering her at all. Because as you see, her walking back into the town. You're you're still seeing her bare butt, so yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, they're but like, as... but the people
3: are saying, "Quick, you must save the queen. Only you can save her. Save the royal
2: palace, please." So as it turns out, the the short skirt actually works in her favor because as the kingdom's on fire and uh, and uh, I see, I thought this was the queen or something here. Oh, whoever. you would be right. Oh, it, oh okay. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's in danger of being burned up, so Gulliveriana she just lifts up the front of her skirt and pees on the fire to put it out. But she ends up peeing on the queen, and the queen is, you know, visibly really pissed about this whole thing. And uh, and Gulliveriana picks her up, sets her down, and it looks like they're having an argument. And one of the few words I was really easy, very easy to pick out of this whole thing is where the queen calls for her arrest. Mm -hmm. And Gulliveriana, I I don't know exactly what she says in the next part here, but it looks, it's pretty easy to interpret that she's like, Oh, to hell with this or something. And she just, she storms off. You see her pouting on the beach for a little bit. And then she ends up seeing the, uh, the ship, I'm assuming it's the same ship that she came in on, uh, out in the in the bay again. So she wades out to the – back out to the boat and sails off.
3: Yeah, so just to back up for a second. So she goes into the town. Uh, she's like, oh, a half a bottle of water would put this little fire out. And then the queen's in there saying, hurry up, do something. I'm being burnt up. So she tries to blow on the fire to put it out, but all it does is stoke the fire. And then she says, well – Desperate times calls for desperate measures, which is when she starts to urinate on the fire.
2: Does the queen call her an
3: idiot? uh, Yeah. No, no. Not like that. You're only stoking the fire. We need water. Lots of it. Yeah. I I saw the word idiot. so. (laughs) So then she's like, what are you doing? You wouldn't dare. And she dumped it on her head. And she says, you filthy whore. How dare you? (laughs) <laughs> and she says, cheer up, your majesty. I'll set you down outside. Don't touch me, you despicable monster. Keep your dirty paws off me. And she's like, hey, I did just save you, you know. No one has ever humiliated me like this. I'll have you hung, drawn, and quartered, and then roasted and cut up to a 100,000 pieces. And, and, and then that's when she puts her down and says, all right, all right. But first, listen to me, little lady, okay? And listen well. There's no need to be pissed at me, you ungrateful flea. You're nothing but a tiny, <laughs> invisible speck. A tiny Who's invisible. Who's pissed at who? <laughs> so she's saying you're nothing but a tiny, invisible, pathetic Lilla slut. And that's, oh, when the that's queen says, funny. Arrest her. And that's when she's basically, you're right, she's just, I'm leaving before things are real ugly. So long. And then she's kind of <laughs> out by the beach going, you know, how, how, how do they get out here? And to think that school's starting soon and I'm stuck in this nightmare. Oh, hey, it's my boat. It's my boat. And then the guy that's standing on the thing was the tailor, and he's like, "Oh, I knew, uh, I knew it would end like this. Beautiful things always disappear before you know it. So long, giantess Bon Voyage. You will always be my favorite model."
2: So he's like uh, really w- okay, sick with her. Yeah, I wondered what that was all about because I, I see the part where he's saying Bon Voyage, but beyond yeah. that, I'm like, who the hell is that guy? So yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure if that. Jim.
0: I thought that might be the king. Yeah. No,
3: that was Taylor. Because if you go back, see. It's hard to tell because he wears—he's wearing per, like a dark purple, and he's the guy that when he walks up and says, "Allow me to drape this fabric over oh, your okay. splendid yes. curves," okay. she's holding him in his hand. He's also the guy that's standing in front of the big long line of silk that is on the beach, so he's like the the royal tailor, I guess you could say.
2: I gotcha. All right, so she sails off. And uh, it looks like at least a day passes, and she comes to, like, this rocky cove.
3: And I hate to say this. This is where shit just starts getting weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> already got weird. And she goes ashore and is instantly beset by a giant rat um, who yeah. attacks her and, and starts to tear at her clothes and everything. But she has a sword that I, I'm assuming this is something she – oh, yeah, it was on the ship. So she's wearing like a pirate's hat and has a sword and she stabs the uh the rat with oh, the but sword you completely kills. missed
3: the thigh the thigh high boots. That, oh yeah,
2: that's uh, yeah, like, ship. Like, buccaneer, yeah, Buccaneer boots. Oh
3: those aren't Buccaneer Boots.
2: Those are FMBs.
1: Those are, those
3: are Dominatrix F me boots. Oh, okay. Those F-M-Bs. things are high, man. They're over the knees, for God's sakes. They're what, Bill? Uh Paul? What did you
0: say? FMBs. Okay. Blank me boots. Okay. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> you so, never heard that that expression?
2: N- I, I've heard that with shoes. I haven't heard that. She's with out boots. there and
0: she's wearing her FMBs. I've heard that expression in the past.
2: Okay.
3: So that would be just like FMPs. Blank me pumps.
0: Yeah. That one I never heard. Yes, yeah. that's the
2: yes, that's the one I've heard. Yes, that's the one I've heard. Must be a Florida so, thing. So, what is the okay? So after she kills the rat, she looks like she's sad or something, and she she lays. <sighs> is she crying? No, I'm she thinking says, she's
0: exhausted. Exactly, it says oh, okay. I'm
3: com- I'm exhausted, completely drained. I can't take it anymore. Boo hoo, and school's about to start. Boo hoo hoo, and I'm here. Boo hoo, stuck <laughs> like a loser. And then she's like, now "What are those deafening?" Oh shit!
2: <laughs> now, so is she a schoolgirl? This is a I second dimension I guess
0: she's of, like. Yeah, I, hold on. Let like, me go I'm thinking back. she's high school age. I guess. Jump back to the
2: beginning. That that ends a whole that lends a whole different dimension to this. If she's supposed to be like a like a high schooler or something.
0: Yeah, it really just makes it even more distasteful.
2: <laughs> she could be in college. Yeah, I'm hoping it's college.
0: I'm thinking he's. I'm thinking you know. Actually, it doesn't say
2: um, in
0: your in Europe. I I don't know. I think they're a little bit more open with sexual activity. Right. And I'm thinking you know, 17 is probably you know legal consent, and that she's probably in that range. Okay. Which it's so, it's still you know being a middle aged, almost senior citizen. It's it's a little uncomfortable
3: <laughs> yeah it does not say in the early part anything about school i say i'm unless i missed it somewhere else but, uh, but
0: then mc hammer comes and picks up the rat
3: so yeah the, okay
2: so okay there is a
3: massive difference this scene in color looks way different because they are wearing some
2: funky colored outfits okay so in in the black and white I couldn't tell if this was a guy and a girl or if it's two girls and one of them is just very kind of masculine or maybe like androgynous looking.
0: I'm just does, thinking he's does, got the MCU yeah, hammer pants on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got like balloon pants or whatever you call those, the what do they call it? Parachute I, I, pants? Is that what they call them? Yeah, those? I think that's I think that's it.
3: And and I, used she, to, I used to own a pair of those. Watch it.
2: <laughs> she the girl, the one that's that's kind of running like scared of the, of the dead mouse. She reminds me of, um, what was Mammoth's sister in teen Titans? The, the fatal mm. five or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? What was it? Yeah. Shimmer or something like that. That's who she looks like to me.
0: See, I'm thinking, uh, Uma Thurman from kill bill. Ah, uh, see, I've not seen that <laughs> just because no, not because of the face, but because of the outfit.
2: Right. Well, so the outfit, ah, all
3: right. So, the, the woman has like um, a blondish, really shortcut blondish hair, the the large figure on the left. And she's got, that's actually a, tan, uh, like a, her midriff is exposed. Um, oh, okay. So the top half is green with like a dark yellow stripe down the arm and around the neck. And then on the pants, the it's mostly the same color green with that same greenish yellow stripe down the side. But then there's that first band coming down on her thigh is purple. Then there's a light purple, a slightly darker purple, a yellow. And then the same <laughs> weird fucking color for her shoes, like the, the, like the line on the side of her pants goes all the way down to match her shoes. And then okay. there's like a weird multicolored backpack to the left. And then the guy is wearing a red, mostly red T-shirt with like a band of green on each an orange band across the middle section, another band of red, and then the pants are like fucking, oh, excuse me, are like beige khaki looking weird.
2: That's weird. And he's so got
3: a really weird head and haircut. This really looks like something out of heavy metal right here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. Does. So he, that's a dude then.
3: Um, I'm trying to see if they say their names or any. I
0: don't know. Okay, I believe so. I, I just assume I, so. When when he's dangling the rat in front of a face, it definitely looks like a. Dude. That yeah, that looks
2: like a guy. But then there's some of the other panels, like the the very bottom of that same page, that looks like a woman. So yeah, it, I really wasn't sure. I kind of wondered if this was, if this was two women, and it
3: was. Uh, That's what I thought too. I think this is a man. I, I and I don't know if they're. Dating. I don't know if they're brother and sister. Even the English doesn't really specifically state that. Although it does seem. Well, I'll let you describe. And uh, well, like the dude's name is Grill Grill Drig. Oh, that's a
0: guy <laughs> name. Because how many <laughs> girls have you met named Grill Dig? Well. <laughs>
3: Oh wait, what are you gonna do with her? And so the other person's name is, uh, hmm, Glum Glumdalclatch. <laughs> Glumdalclatch.
0: I'm not making this I up. I think I'm thinking these names are similar in many ways to whatever's in the original story right
2: yes yeah yeah because in the original story the names are all really weird like that too so anyway um rat then she's stunned by these two giants that are are essentially as big to her as she was to the lilliputians so now gulliveriana she she's the lilliputian size she's tiny compared to them and she tries to hide in the rocks and everything, but they eventually they they spy her, they see her, and they're uh, you know they're kind of fascinated with her as you know just being a tiny little person. It looks like they pour her some some water or milk or something to drink out of, and she you
3: know, yeah, they put like an energy drink uh for the picnic, well high energy milk uh, from a picnic, and then they add a little dash of this. No, you're going to get her drunk. (laughs) And they're like, drink up, little one, then we'll have us some fun. And she's licking it like a cat. "Mm, This is good, she says. Now, come here so I can get a closer look at you. And then she's like, ah, my head's spinning, but it feels so good. And then the guy's like tugging at her hair and says, well, aren't you pretty? It's so soft and beautiful. Fine, silky hair, too. Come on. And, you know. "Mm."
2: So, yeah, Uh, that's the only part of this that that. Really falls into like the erotic or the porn area. Here is that he's using his his fingers to kind of spread her legs apart, and it looks like she's kind of into it. But well, she is drunk, okay. So, I mean, they're not, it... nothing beyond that really seems to happen. Is, is she it almost kind of looks like she's dry up in his finger at one point, but yeah, I, yeah, okay. and he
3: so like the. If, the female lady says you're such a pig grilled Drig. and uh, and, <laughs> and then he's just like yo look at this naughty little slut yeah that's it take those rags off and then he says you're as languid as a pussycat but a lot sexier and then that's when she's dry humping his finger and now the girl is getting a little uh you know she's like biting her lip and she's like that's enough give her to me and she takes her and Puts then, her cage, uh, right? Well, no, where she drops her to the ground, she says she's drunk. She needs to sober up. <laughs> Poof. and she's like, "Screw all you idiots, whether you're big or small." And 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 then the woman goes, "Oh, did the sweet little pussy cat hurt her little tushy? Well, now she's gonna make, she's gonna have to go
2: into the nice butterfly cage." And that's when she st- sticks her tongue out like, "Nah." Oh, OK, that that makes sense, because, you know, it's how I interpreted that was that she's just telling her we're going to keep you. We're going to put you in a cage and she's making a face like, ooh, I don't want to go in the oh. say so that makes more sense that she's actually making a face at her because, you know, she's yeah. they're being catty with each other. OK. And
3: she says, come on, be be a good pussy. Get in. And she goes, go <laughs> to hell. And it says, I told you to get in. And he sho- she shoves her in with her finger
2: right on the boot and uh so then she's so caged up, up. yeah so then she's caged up and then this uh giant bird, I don't know what this is an eagle i guess sweeps swoops down out of the sky picks up the cage and <laughs> carries her off now again that's from the original story too so the bird flies away with her um one of the the giant women fires an arrow and <laughs> It <laughs> takes, the, takes the cage right through the middle, almost spears uh, Gulliveriana, scares her, and it drops into the ocean. She somehow gets out of the cage, and then she's back at her boat again. And she and the boat are the same size. So,
1: Yeah,
3: pretty much she's like, uh, she gets in the cage, and she's just kind of wanting this nightmare never ends, just what I needed to end up in, jail. And then they're saying... Uh, What I'm saying, I put a clean handkerchief in the cage, take a nap while we go swimming. And then where the bird is swooping down on the cage before the shot where it's just coming into view, like just over the cage. And she's saying, this sucks. Oh, is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And then the bird picks her up. She's, oh, no. Now what?
1: Help, help.
3: And then uh, she's uh, the dude saying, careful, don't hit the cage. And Shut up, girl, drig, Don't distract me. (laughs)
2: Holy shit. Ah, my boat. Oh, so yeah, it's funny. On. That's the third time that somebody said. And, according shit, to and the it's English a different word. Series, yeah, it's a different. Each time it's been a different word. That's funny. There must yeah, be different French words for holy shit, I guess. <laughs> so now she's back on the on the boat. She sails off again. She finds another uh, another beach, gets out, walks around and she comes across Some talking horses in a field. And this is one of the few parts of this I have no idea what the hell's going on. I don't think you Um, wanna know. Yeah, she's looking over it's like she's looking in a well or oh yeah, she's looking in like a like a reservoir of water, and it looks like the horse comes up behind her to try to mount her. So she looks like runs back to her boat again. Yeah, so she comes to the beach,
3: she sees the horses, runs by them, oh there's fresh water. And the one horse. So you see, all the they got the four horse, horses are eating, and the one horse says, "Hey guys, did you see that beautiful creature?" And the one horse, "Yeah, yeah, we saw her. That's no filly. She doesn't even have a tail. How disgusting!" So <laughs> then the horse, when of course, when the ho- horse, of course, when the horse is running up behind her and she's bending over the well,
2: what do you think the horse <laughs> is saying? Probably saying she's got a nice butt or something.
0: It says, says, it says it, I'm just looking, it says, like, "q pas so I'm thinking it's like, I'm going to take a pass at her. Uh, tail or not, I'm going for it. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that isn't, I mean, it's the same sentiment, but it's not the what I was thinking.
3: As far as I can tell, I don't know if the, I mean, the horse isn't really up far enough, but,
0: you right. know, is it me? Well, her reaction makes me think he is.
3: Okay, look at Bef- oh, you know what? I don't know if you can see this in the black and white. Oh, actually, you could probably see it better in the black and white.
2: Yeah.
3: So you see what's sticking out between a horse's yeah. legs? That could yeah, be a yeah, plant yeah. or that yeah. could be a horse penis. No, so it it is. no, that's – you in know what? Look, look at
0: this. Yeah, look at the bottom picture. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
3: Oh, my God. I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you like to know what the horse says there?
2: He's saying stop, isn't he? <laughs> He's saying – is she saying, she's saying ah.
0: please, please?
2: No, no, no.
3: She says, he says, stop, don't run away. I'll make you come like crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is horrible.
3: And she says, thanks, stud, but I feel plenty crazy as it is. <laughs> and, and the horse is yelling, come back.
2: I was going <laughs> to make espresso. Make espresso. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets oh, back, so... Uh, she's back on the boat again. This time, as she's sailing on the boat, uh, she actually comes across this giant floating city. It kind of looks like, almost looks like Olympus or something uh, as a city, like floating over top of her. Um, This was one of the few sections I really, I, I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I didn't much care Because I I thought that this was kind of like that section of the original story that I didn't care for at all, with just like the island of weird people, and that's kind of what what I figure happens here. She goes up with these people, and then they're just so weird and odd and acting all weird and strange and everything that she just kind of. I'm not going to read.
3: I'm not going to read through everything that they're saying.
2: Yeah, I I wouldn't. (laughs) So (laughs) I can can, just I can imagine. But I will read this part.
3: The women go, um, hey, come on up, come join us, and we'll play some fun games. And then she says, but aren't there any men up there? She says, of course they are. But at, at night, they're too busy gazing at the stars, and during the day, they're dead to the world or discussing philosophy. Come on up, gorgeous. So basically, the men are all asleep because they're up all night looking at the stars. And like they said, if they are, they're talking about philosophy. And obviously, at one point, the one woman lifts up um, – you know, one of the guys togas and says, on top of that, when they're sleeping, they don't even have wet dreams. Show her, Alice. And then they try to stimulate something <laughs> to happen, and nothing happens. So then they try um, to stimulate them through the one girl being hit with the riding crop to wake them up. Uh, see, I mean, that's what's going on. They're like just basically, this is just two pages the of, of like sex a,
0: starved women.
3: Yeah, basically they're yeah. all sex starved women eating fruit and whipping each other and screaming trying to wake up the men. And but it's, it's,
0: it's
2: about what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it like, it looked to me like uh like Ariana, like this just wasn't her scene. She's like, yeah, I don't think so.
3: Yeah, it says uh, she's like, um my dog is barking. I guess my dog doesn't like this either.
0: It's not even a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, actually, yeah, she says, I've had enough. I'm leaving. You can thrash <laughs> out your problems, but I'm going home. Wait, we're going to play another game. Stay. Or says, no, no, that's okay. Maybe some other time. Who knows? Later, you pervs. <laughs> that's
2: awesome. So, so that sails, sails so, off so, yeah. again. And yep. this time she comes to another beach, and it's a little teeny tiny house. Um with like lawn furniture out front and everything. And she assumes that she's back in Lilliput again. And she starts kicking it over uh, when this little girl uh, is upset with her because the little girl, that was her dollhouse. And she was playing with her dolls and everything. So Gulliveriana kind of crouches down and it looks like she's comforting her. Maybe she's telling her, you know, sorry about that. I, you know, I was, I was mistaken or whatever. And uh, and that's pretty much the end of the story. She kind of just wanders off down the beach.
0: And yeah, on the so last she... page, I can see just for for what it's worth, she says Barbie and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep, Barbie shit.
3: Now yeah. I now I really know I'm home. Is what the words uh, are the last page. So after she gets on the boat. Um, she sees that she's come to another shore. She's like, What if this is hat's fault, of course? It has to be this damn enchanted hat. The nightmares began as soon as I put it on. Enough What? I'm taking off I'm just reading what's on the book, man.
0: She says that I didn't pick up. (laughs) It's when
3: she takes the hat off and she's holding it says the nightmares began as soon.
2: What the hell is up with that
3: dog? I don't know. He doesn't like the book. The nightmares began as soon as I put it on enough. I'm taking off this hat and these boots so long. And she's, yes, I feel free now. I can go ashore without a worry. Oh, it's the cat bothering the dog. My wife just threw the cat in here. And she says, yes, yes, I'm positive this is home where fellow normal people live. And and then she looks down and sees the dollhouse goes, but, but no, this. Oh, no, 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 no. And then she's screaming, enough with midgets and giants. Enough, I say. Won't this stupid nightmare ever end? And she's kicking the lawn furniture. And along comes a little girl and says, you're a big meanie. I didn't do anything to you. And you broke all my toys. You're horrible. Aw. And she says, but you're a little girl. You're like me. And those are your toys. Did I break them? Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I'm really sorry. She's And the little girl's like, I didn't do anything to you. Why'd you break my Barbie house? And that's when she says, Barbie, shit. Now I know I'm, now I really know I'm home. And that's the end.
2: <laughs> all right. So, given all that, well, you know, I like I say, I may not have understood, uh, you know, all the dialogue and all the fineries of the story, but I'm I remain impressed with the with the visual storytelling here. That it's enough that you can follow it and and get the main gist of of what's going on. Oh yeah, on. yeah. You get like
3: what 85 90 of the story there's only little details that you just wouldn't know through the language i mean right. so in, in 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 a way of actual visual storytelling i think it does very well right i mean i mean the color makes it even easier for some things to give you more plot points or just to see things differently it's quite
2: the contrast between the two So I'm dying to know what you guys thought of this book.
3: Well, I kept having to hide it every time my wife came in, either the black or white or the <laughs> color version. She'd like come out here and I'd be like, oh, shit, I got to get off this page. Well, what are you doing? Um, uh, all my, I'm looking at porn on the Internet. I mean, uh...
0: I think it's an exceptional, exceptionally well-drawn book with exceptionally good storytelling telling a story i don't want to read
3: (laughs) well it's a little more interesting than gulliver's travels i will give it that
0: (laughs) it's it's just it goes places where uh, you know and then you know top it off with the fact that like you pointed out that it's you know she's probably like 17 18 years old and just really makes it like feel dirty I don't know. It's I don't mean to be a prude about it, but it's just I don't. know, I found it disturbing.
1: Fair enough.
3: Well, I know why you find it disturbing because you and I both have daughters this age. That's why mm-hmm. it's disturbing.
0: That's that's. I'm sure that's a factor in there. That's it's. You know, like I said, though. I mean, the I can't question for a second the guy's talent.
3: Oh, no, he's got a full command of drawing a human body. Even the tiny little don't look like, I mean, the scale, it still looks, uh, I guess, normal, you would say, or it looks believable. Right. I mean, Uncle is really the same as drawing a crowd shot, so I guess it's really not, you know, I don't know. I think it, I think it pulled off nicely. I wonder did he individually draw all those soldiers, or was that any type of uh, cut and paste computer animation maybe,
2: or did he draw all those that were marching under the ark? <clears throat> I would assume so. I mean, because this was what ninety five, so
3: I mean, that's I don't pretty know how
2: much. That's like a pretty pretty
3: meticulous, and plus the whole detail of all the of all of the of of the city as well, right? And, you know, something else is that he, uh, for the most part, he keeps it, um, like, the perspective of, of the city with the palace in the background. It's always there. Most of this buildings do look the same leading to it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of detail and a lot of planning in, in, in this. Right. I don't know if I would have put two kids playing in somebody's bush. <laughs> with their mother yelling. yeah there
2: are some there are some interesting interesting choices in in some of the the stuff that that's depicted here yeah well one thing's for sure we've never quite had something like this on back to the bins before which is one of the reasons i thought that it could be fun it could be interesting Um, I feel like I shocked you guys or something. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you brought both versions so we could compare
3: right have something to compare to our own language and to see how different the story is being in color. So now you guys can go read the color version if you want.
2: Yeah, I was just flipping through that. I was just looking at because I I didn't want to spoil myself before. You know, I I, I thought it was was fun and I took it as a challenge to try to follow it you know, when, when you literally don't know the language. Um, so it, it's, I, I'm, I'm interested in it now in the color version for, for one, for being in color. Um, but also, you know, to now know exactly, you know, what, what every line of dialogue is and all that. But I'll tell you something. I, I, I honestly think it loses something in color. I, I can't quite, place it, you know, put my finger on it, but I, I actually prefer this in the black and white, and I'm not I, sure exactly why. I feel the black and white makes you
3: stop and look at something longer because you may be trying to fill in the color details in your head, and by doing that, you are taking in the art more because you're trying to translate it into color. Right. Or or you're also, you could not be, you're not being as distracted by the color and you can see the pure art for what it is.
2: I think part of it, too, is with this particular, with this particular story, the the colored version has a certain, um... I'm not sure the word to use. It, it 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 almost looks to me like somebody took like one of those adult coloring books and just colored it in. You know what I mean? It it's not it's not dynamically colored. I mean, the color literally doesn't add anything but color. If you, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, I know that seems sounds like a stupid thing to say, but what I mean is it's not adding anything to the narrative other than color. You know what I'm that saying? That makes
0: sense. It, well, it's, it's,
2: the only thing it
3: adds is, and I think that's, uh, let me go back to the page. Oh, well, actually, if, if you knew what a Union Jack flag in French was, you would know what she's putting yeah. on. Yeah, because that was like, oh, wow, that's what she's wearing. Yeah, rag. that there was a rag when I because I read it black and white first. Then I went back and read it in color in English and went, oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't yeah. realize that's what she was wearing.
2: I mean, to me, it's the, it, it's that the, you know, the Union Jack and then the fact of when the two giants and again, I still don't know if they're two women or if it's one's a dude. But anyway, when the two giants like one of them pours out milk. And then the other one pours out, obviously, it's got to be some sort of alcohol. And it's a different color. And, there, and it's a different color. But beyond that, I, you know, I, but again, you know, as you read it, you would have been able to figure that out that they were different beverages anyway, because of, you know, of the way, you know, the dialogue flows and everything. So, yeah, I really don't feel like color adds anything to this And in a certain way. I feel like it almost detracts from it because, I really do, you know, with the exception of some of the faces, I I, I think this guy's an amazing artist. I, I mean, really, you know, some hella chops here because it, it it's really incredibly well illustrated. And, and I'm not saying that just because it's a it's a you know a beautiful woman parading around nude for most of the book. I mean, I really am taken with the art in this. No,
3: the uh, the um like I said, like. The cityscape and a lot of the the countrysides
2: are, you know, well done. That shot, there's a couple different shots with the boat, but in particular, that first shot with the boat, um, it's a full page splash where the boat is is being rocked by the storm. That's an incredible piece of art. I mean, that's amazing to me. I, I mean, I'm really taken with that one. And then there's uh, later on when the boat comes in the second time um, into that rocky cove uh, for the land of the giants. That one I, I really like too. But then also, um, where was that one? There's uh, oh, where she, where she goes, where she wades out and confronts the fleet. Um, those are some really awesome panels too, especially the two lower panels where she's like, You know, she comes up out of the water, she's going raw like a big monster, but then when she's, she's grabbed all the lines and she's dragging the fleet back into shore. I mean, that's just, I don't know. It's just the attention to detail, you know, all the rigging on the ships and, you know, the sails. And I mean, this guy really has done some incredible work here. And I mean, you know, it, it can't be understated. I mean, he he has a really uh, a really nice interpretation of the of the female form that you know is well easy I to just appreciate too. So did it, it, it,
3: an image search, uh, search and he, he did uh, he did Rey from Star Wars, which it, it's nice. It's not like over sexualized. It's That's a very good. good very good drawing of her. And then I'm gonna search for Marvel.
2: The only other thing of his've I've read is he did a, a series. I'm trying to remember what the hell the name of it is. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is, Butterscotch, which is really bizarre. It's about a uh, an invisible man. and that one, I mean, you you talk about like erotica. Now that one's truly pornographic. Um, but it's still it's interesting. But, yeah, th- I'm, I'm not sure if this guy ever actually did work for uh, for heavy metal or, you know, submit to anything to heavy metal, but that's what the art style in, in a lot of his other projects really strongly reminds me of. And there's some of this that reminded me of heavy metal as well. So apparently the big stink – I'm just reading something real quick.
3: So – I guess they canceled some variant covers after the whole kerfluffle with the whole... Um,
2: oh, really?
3: Yeah. I'm looking at some other... Hmm. Sorry, he did Scarlet Witch.
2: <laughs> oh, I have wow. to
3: find that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's somebody else. But That's a... Oh, that's What's funny!
2: Is he's a lot older than I would have. him. I mean, this guy's yeah, he looks five years old, and he he looks like an old like Andy Warhol or something. He's yeah, he, he yeah, kind of but... looks like he might be kind of pervy. No.
0: <laughs> he did. He didn't do Scarlet Witch like erotica, right? He just did. No, Scarlet
3: no, Witch. she's she's just you know. No, she's no, she's not erotica. If you. If you go to
0: his
2: Facebook or not Facebook, um, Wikipedia, rather go to his Wikipedia page and there's a picture of him. And then right under it, there's an illustrated picture of him from it says it's from a series he did called Click. You look at that picture of that woman with her ass up in the air, and that is exactly the same pose as that Spider Woman uh, cover that everybody got worked up about. So that's what this guy's famous for. You know, I'm sure that's why Marvel got him in the first place, is he's famous for drawing sexy women, you know? No comment.
3: <laughs> Just get me in trouble.
2: says so here he actually he worked on an X-Men project. Monera penciled an X-Men project written by Chris Claremont for Marvel Comics called X-Men. I am not even going to try to pronounce that. Ragazze in fuga. I have no idea if I'm saying that right.
0: Mm. Well, it's something on fire, right?
2: Would that be in fuego? Uh, in fuego? Oh, okay, I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah, my uh, my knowledge of foreign languages is very lacking. So again,
0: that was a. I guess we should probably uh, rate this.
2: Yeah. X. Oh, sorry. Excellent. <laughs> um, I'll go first. Now, the, the problem with trying to rate a cover for this is I'm not sure what, like, the cover is, if you know what I mean. Because, again, this, this has been through different uh, – <sighs> different variations and different interpretations and stuff like that different translations so i'm not sure like what the definitive cover uh of this would even be to be honest with you um let me see is there a different cover yeah see like the english version that that bill is looking at is different than the cover of the french version that you and i are looking at paul so did uh,
3: did you um continue to look through the back of the English version to some of the we'll call them splash pages of the French version? No, of the English version.
2: Uh, look the beyond English, the story. The English version version that I'm looking at ends with her walking away on the beach. Oh, wait a minute. But the Where'd French version me? has several splash pages in color. Beyond, oh, that's that. what it
3: is. It's the French one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, did you, yeah. Uh, see yeah that? I did.
2: Yeah, there is there is one that's particularly <laughs> disturbing. So yes, <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know. I'll just if, say it makes me feel inadequate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, if those are actually part of because they're in color. So I'm not sure why would they be part of this. Oh, no. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I almost get the feeling like this, this particular scam may be a bit of an amalgamation of different printings of the story well, or something. I'm, I'm really not that sure last one with the. The pole
3: dancing, we'll say, <laughs> uh, oh, well, what else are you going to call it? Right. That could have taken place, um, you know, with the giant people. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah, I was kind of like, when
2: I got to that one, I was like, oh, my God. Well, see, that, I'm I glad that I un- see that now. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that that that's not actually in the story. There's Ooh. none of that in the story. I mean, there's there's a lot of gratuitous nakedness and butt no. shots and stuff, but there's not any like pornography in the story. You know, not not really. <laughs>
3: You said that with a straight face. Oh, no, I'm sorry. serious. I mean, what? I mean, do you do you?
2: Are you, you disagree? That
3: depends too. on your definition of pornography. I think some people would define one person pissing on another as pornography. Just saying, just saying,
2: just well, saying. It, but she doesn't do it in like a sexual graphic. Oh, no, no, I I agree with that. She,
3: but I'm just just saying, some people might enjoy
2: that. Uh, no, I you know I yeah I I'm, I can agree with that. No, I mean I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just. To me, pornography is sex acts, and there's no sex acts in this other than, you know, arguably the the thing where she, you know, dry humps the giant's finger, I guess. But and the women whipping each other with the
3: riding crop, did you miss that on the floating island as over-sexualized women? No men.
2: Right. Just saying. But again, it's not like they're, you know, I mean, I don't want to get really raunchy with this, but I mean it's not like they're using objects, you know what I mean? They're they're again, they're, it's it's playing around. It's it's like a it's like a sawcore like oh, something stop beating around push. the bush, man. <laughs> <laughs> like something you'd catch late night on Skinamax or something, you know? It's not, you know, it's not a triple X film type of thing. So anyway, um in the wrong hands, this would over highly overstimulate
3: a small uh adolescent pre pubescent adolescent boy.
0: I I, and I'm I don't think there's any issue about the fact it's... that it's a little over the top in some of the presentations oh, and a little gratuitous.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I yeah, I'm not arguing that. And that that's that audience is probably who it's aimed at, I'm I'm thinking, you know, that and you know, perverts, but <laughs> Um, what I was getting at, though, is I, you know, I don't know if there's really a proper cover to give a cover grade for. So I'm going to skip cover grades for this one and just really just talk about um, really just the, the art. Um, I think the art is fantastic. Some of the faces are a little bit weird, um, but that's kind of his thing. Um, and, and I get the feeling that it's just weird to me as an American looking at this because the, you know this is your Euro- European style comics um and i've noticed that a lot of european style comics do draw faces a, a bit differently particularly female faces you know a bit differently because you know, often um you european women have a different look or a different aesthetic so you know, I don't want to necessarily take points off for that, although, you know, there are a couple that are just a little bit strange. Um, but overall, um, I'm really taken with the art in this. I was very impressed. I, I mean, I think that's really the the reason that I ended up keeping this in my digital library as opposed to just, you know, deleting it because this isn't my style of comics, you know, it, or whatever. But I was just really taken with the art i mean visually it's it's stunning this guy's just a hell of an artist um i would like to see him do something um you know a little more um you know i don't want to be denigrating of his work but you know a little more serious a little more uh mainstream i guess um you know to see what he could really you know put out there because any anything i have seen of his and i I mean i haven't checked out different things you know just out of curiosity because i like his art style um everything i've seen from him does tend to be this so i guess just you know dirty girly, girly comics are just his thing um you know so i mean if that's what he enjoys doing you know more power to him but um you know i, I hesitate to say it's a waste of talent but I, I i really would like to see him do you know some other stuff you know with this amazing art ability but for what it is, I, I think it's really beautiful stuff. Um, I'm tempted to give it an A+. plus. I think I'm just going to go a straight A. I think it's really, really gorgeous art. Um, Story-wise, I mean, I didn't read it in English. Um, I tried to follow it in in French as much as possible. From what I was able to glean of it, eh, I mean, it's okay. It's not a great story. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a silly, you know, hbo or, or skinamax version of <laughs> Gulliver's, Gulliver's travels. travels. so you know yeah. what the hell do you want me to say you know it's 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 okay for what it is so story-wise it's a it's a c and like a softcore core yeah version exactly
1: yeah
3: travels. so
2: i mean it, it doesn't light my world on fire i mean it it's doing what it's You know, ultimately what its goal is to kind of titulate and kind of take the piss out of the classic story of Gulliver's Travels. And that's pretty much what it does. So, I mean, it's it's not a great uh, story. It's not a great work of fiction. It's just kind of it's kind of silly and fun. And and uh, and, yeah, I mean, I agree with Paul to a certain degree. It's it's a little there's some of it that's a little off putting, too. Um, I did not ever pick up in this story on her being um a schoolgirl or schoolgirl age or, or whatever and that does change um, the dynamic of this because by the by the visuals on this, I would have guessed that she was um, you know mid to late 20s honestly, I thought she would be much older than what it's saying that she may actually be in the story of being a, a schoolgirl that's just that is disturbing Um, I I, I'm purposely choosing not to see it that way because I don't want to be skeeved out by the whole thing. So so anyway, I don't know where the hell that rates. I I mean, I'm, I'm really doing it purely on art Uh, art wise. I think it's an A Um, as an overall product, probably more like a, more like a B minus something like that. So yeah, it's, it's fun, you know, and I really just wanted to cover this as just kind of an, an oddity and, and something we've never really tackled here on the show before. Just to kind of see, you know, what we'd have to say about it. So there you go. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, having spent so much time analyzing this,
0: <laughs>
3: um, yeah, the art. It did seem to have a little bit more going for it in the black and white. Um, but then, like I said, the color just clarified things that I couldn't get from like like if I was reading it in English with the black and white, I might have picked up on things that I, you know, wasn't that were Color clarified it. Um, so for the art, uh, I'll give it an A in the story. You know, it's on the risque side, but, you know, it's not like I've never seen a porn story or a porn-themed story, softcore porn, something like that. I mean, I'll just let that hang there. Um, (laughs) So, So, um,
1: uh,
3: yeah, I'll give it a, a B overall. Uh, two B-Cups. Oh, sorry. Uh, wrong show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, it's uh, I'm torn on this because I honestly... I know,
3: I, I know. It's not easy. For, for,
0: for exactly being, the reasons we talked about. It's
3: not easy being skeevy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I because think that artistic, artistic ability, this guy has definitely got it really well. Uh, so purely from a art point of view, I think you, you can give it an A. Um, from a subject point of view, I don't want to rate the story of Gulliver's Travels, because this is kind of, in its own way, a parody of that. Uh, so I'm going to rate it as a parody of that, and I think depending upon how you feel about reading it, it goes anywhere from a... A, a D to a C plus, depending on where you feel about it. I don't think it's exceptionally clever, uh, even if you do like it. Uh, so, but if you like it, it's probably, you know, a little above average C plus, And if you don't, it's a D. I don't think it's an F. Uh, although I do find it again, I feel like I need to go take a shower after I read this thing. <laughs> uh, so overall, I'll, I'll give the book a, a, a I'll give the book a, a B based upon the quality of the artwork, not so much the subject matter. Cool. So we're three. This B's. was interesting, Scott.
2: <laughs> you, you make it sound like I, like we picked out like cherry pop tart or something. <laughs> this is, this is pretty. In its from...
0: own way. I think I find that less disturbing just for weird reasons, but that's, that is, to me, that is what it is. It's not trying to hide itself or present itself as being art. Right. So I I almost feel like this loses points by trying to do that.
2: I can see that. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, my last thought on this is I looked up uh, what Bill was talking about of him doing – uh scarlet witch and i do not care for that image at all but then there's a cover here it's funny because you have to do a uh, a google search to find it but then if you click the link for where it's the image is supposed to be at it's been deleted from the marvel website but if you do a google search for milo Manara shana you know um what's his name kazar's oh. girlfriend yeah mm-hmm. that is a beautiful picture I mean, it's it's gorgeous. But, yeah, I, didn't, I don't care for the Scarlet Witch one. She she looks weird.
3: Yeah, her, her face Shauna, looks
2: like a little stretched out or weird. Like, her whole body looks a little too thin. Yeah. But, no, the Shauna one, the Sha, Shauna actually looks more like Jungle Girl from Dynamite Comics in this image, but it's pretty amazing. And not just her. I mean, the whole, the whole picture is, you know, it's a, like a primeval jungle and there's a big old uh I don't know a t-rex or a patasaurus or something behind her. it's, it's oh
3: i I see it yeah,
2: yeah, that's a really cool image yeah, this mm. guy's definitely got some chops, yeah, that's all I got on this. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you guys liked it it was uh, it was I know it was a different one, so
0: that was definitely different.
2: oh no. He-
3: oh no oh no Uh uh-oh so i just saw another book it says milo Minar is the golden ass
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to know thank you so much for listening to our show and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness you can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.2truefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corp of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the 2 com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.
0: This
1: is BINS